Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to have an encounter with the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Episcopal Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Sister Joy is a daughter of Bishop Dyke Hewitt Mills and currently pastors the IDRC branch of the First Love Church, a thriving church with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. She's also a Macarius minister under the Dyke Hewitt Mills Ministry Office and travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences taking the books of Bishop Dykewood Mills to the nations. We believe this message will empower, equip, and give direction for your life. Now listen to Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Just lift up your two hands before the Lord this and ask God to speak to you where you are standing. Thank you for another afternoon, another day in your presence. Oh, lift up your voice and begin to pray that the word of God will do something in you and for you. If it is true that you are not ashamed of the gospel, if it is really life to you, then lift up your voice and pray. Thank you. Lift up your voice and pray. It's not time to look around at somebody else. But just talk to God where you are standing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Jesus name. Father, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Spirit of God, visit with us today. Visit us in the word. Visit us. Have your way in what you do with us today. Have your way. Make a change in us. Let it not be another time when we come and we go to just continue our life as it was before. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Take your seat. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hey, is that one for the Lord or for who? Hallelujah. You guys need to do something about this sound because I'm not able to take it at all. Hallelujah. Well, today we're going to be sharing the word of God, but I want to start by showing you a scripture. Romans 12. Turn your Bible with me to Romans chapter 12. I want to start by asking you a question. So Romans 12. And I'm going to read it in the King James, just because I like that, the way it is expressed there. I beseech you therefore, brethren, please tell your neighbor, sit well, you are in church. Stop those your things. Sit properly. Sit up. Sit up. Sit up. Sit up. Sit up. Uh-huh. When you don't sit well, it's not here that you do it. <laughs> Romans chapter 12. Let's read from verse 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren. In other words, Paul says, I beg you. I beg you. By the mercies of God. So I'm begging you because of God. 
Are you there? That you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. In other words, because of what he's done for us, we should present ourselves in a certain way. Are you there? We should present ourselves in a certain way as a living sacrifice. So you are alive, but you are sacrificed to God. So there are things you want to do, things you want to say, but you don't do them and you don't say them just because of God. Have you ever been in such a situation before? You would have slapped her, but you remember that, Charlie? Look, I am a child. You look. Look, I'm a child. For the sake, for God's sake, for the sake of God. Because when you, as a Christian, you misbehave, it's God that people talk about. People go and insult God. It's like you are on the road and then you are doing something in your house. They insult your parents that they didn't bring you up well. Are you there? Uh-huh. So it says you should be present your body. Present your body as a living sacrifice. I, I feel that many of us, I don't know why this is not in my notes today, but as I sat there, this, this scripture just began to speak to me. You know, starting from the song they were singing. Uh, what? We like it. I mean, you can be there and just enjoy the song for the music. The music of it is nice. Oh, the music is not nice. Uh-huh. So, uh, please, you can sing it. There's no piano in your house. We are not touching. Mm, some people are singing here. Don't let the anointing leave us. <laughs> the chorus says what? We are not ashamed. We are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus. Isn't it a part of the song we like the most? Okay, so here's my question. Is it true? That, that's just my question. Is it Don't look at Ask your neighbor. Is it true that, especially if your neighbor was singing the song some, is it true that you are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus? Really? Eh. But as you were coming to church, you left all the people in the house. And you came. Because you probably were ashamed to tell them you are going to church. It's just an example. Oh, oh please take the microphone and be sitting there. If we need the song, you can sing it from there. Just relax. Hey! Are you in the house? Yeah. The truth of the matter is that many of us who are believers, we are ashamed of what we believe. We are ashamed. And I look around and I see that the devil, he's, look, he's not ashamed even of death. Hey. Lies, cries, advertising it with strength. And we, that's why I say you ask your neighbor whether it's true. You see that your voice has gone down. Then he goes on in verse 2. If it is true that you are not ashamed, then he says, be not conformed. To conform means don't be like the world. Don't be like the world. How is the world? The world has a whole system that it is running there. And it affects everything. The system of the world is affecting family life. It affects how you dress. It affects what you do. Yeah, many of you, you are young. You are looking at me. But what you are doing on the road here? Total conformation. Total. You are here in church today. But when your friends are going next door and they are stealing, you are doing some. 
Please, so when you are saying go there, be careful because yours is now coming. Hey! <laughs> he says, <laughs> don't be like the world. Yeah. But rather, be transformed. A transformation is you are like this, then you are like that. What is going to change you like that? And he says that it happens when your mind, your mind is renewed. So you may have been in church. In fact, you may even have been born on the first few of the church. Uh, you may have been coming to church ever since your parents were able to carry you and bring you here. But that does not necessarily do anything to you. If your mind is some way. That's why some people have whole teachings on the power of the mind. And stuff like that. Because often the Bible says that you become how you think. Yeah. As a man thinketh, so is he. So when you think, I'm nobody, you eventually become like that. Hey, you are frowning at me. I wonder why you are frowning at me. (laughs) And so he's saying that if there is going to be a change, you see, you have come to church. It's not that you haven't come. You have come. You have come. Maybe at a point, you have even answered an altered call. We said, oh, come, give your life to Jesus. And you have come and you've given your life to Jesus. But when you go back home, you realize that how you were is how you are. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Desires are the same. The things you do are the same. The way you are is the same. And sometimes you wonder that ah, this change that they say will happen, why has it not happened? The reason why the change has not happened, the key is in the scripture. The renewing of your mind. If you continue to think the way you have always thought, you will continue to be the way you have always been. Because the transformation is a transformation of, it must happen from your mind. From your mind. Are you there? That is why you senior serial pornographer, you have been crying, praying, fasting, but you are still on it. Because something hasn't yet changed, renewed your mind. Renewed your mind. It says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that what? You will know what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. If you knew what the will of God was, you would do it. Okay, I hope you will do it. (laughs) Because some of it is very clear in the Bible. Uh And you are still fornicating. Mm, I shouldn't say it. I will say it. If I don't say it here, well, we say it. Yeah. Eh, but that's what everybody is doing. I didn't come here to talk to you about what everybody is doing. We are talking about the word of God and what God expects of us. And you see, I'm giving this background because over the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about Jesus. Isn't it? What do we talk about? How he was unique, how he was different. We showed that he was different. Then last week, I started to talk to you about what it means for you. What it means for you. 
And so we're continuing on that same vein. But I had a feeling that I was like somebody beating the air. You have beat, when you beat the air, what happens? Please try beating the air. Does it say Ajay? Does it wince? Does it move? Does it change? Nothing happens. Yeah, so I began to feel that because one was not preaching about what is in your pocket, what's in your stomach, because one is not prophesying about what will happen tomorrow. So it's like, Charlie, let's just be in the church. We are listening. Okay. Okay. How many minutes more? Did you didn't finish? Okay. Okay. You can even be shouting, oh, preacher on preacher, but really and truly, no. <sighs> yeah. So I need you to understand that the preaching is coming because the word of God is working on your mind. If your mind can change, you will stop doing a lot of things. Stupid things. A lot of stupid things. Right? Are you there? Right? Like sleeping in church. If you are not 50 and over, I don't know what you are doing sleeping in church. Please, we're a young church. Where are my ashes? Just find the bucket of water, put it there. And put a cup in it. I will pour water on you, crap. Yeah. Amen. I will pour water on you. Many of you, you are young children. When the word of God is coming, your face is so blank. Like a sheet of blotting paper. Hey. Ask your neighbor, is anybody inside? Is anybody home? <laughs> hey! Well, so we're continuing today about what Jesus has done for you because if you knew what Jesus had done for you and if you tried to believe what Jesus had done for you, there would be some marked changes. Those of you who like Aquain Chireno. Mm. Oh, we all like to hear when God is saying something. But for you to be living, live, living your life based on a random word by a passing random prophet, I, I wonder. I wonder. Your mind needs to be transformed, needs to change. And that's why I'm talking to you about Jesus and who he is. Because many times those kind of behaviors come because you're afraid. Or in response to a need that you have. Not knowing that you can do something about it. Exactly where you are. <sighs> anyway, let's go to the word of God. Hmm. Are you there? Hmm. Today we're going to be talking. We're continuing about what Jesus has done for you. I'm preaching very short one. But you need to listen. Short and very, I mean, important. Because we talked about the fact that Jesus died for us. And he shed his blood for us. Isn't it? Mm, he shed it for us. He poured it for us so that we don't have to pay again. And I want to continue on that. What does it mean to me practically? What's the use of that? What's the use of that? Ask your neighbor, what is the use of that? Let me start by reading a couple of scriptures. John chapter 1, verse 29. The next day, John, this is talking about John the Baptist. See Jesus coming unto him, and he said, Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. 
one of the things that must change in your mind is the understanding that you are a sinner. In today's day and age, where the declaration of the truth is given another name, says you are judging me. I've never heard anything more stupid. You are judging me. If a thief has stolen, you say you are stolen. You say I'm judging you. Yeah, it's the truth. It's the truth. <laughs> are you there? Yeah. So there's a provision there for taking it away. But if you say I haven't done anything, then there's nothing to take away. Oh, I mean, somebody, you <laughs> go to the doctor, you say, I'm not sick. Please, oh, I'm seeing my doctors there. Should, what will you do? The person, I'm not sick. Will you now go and take, go at them, para, will you send for a, 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 a lab test? No. So when we, acknowledge, oh, don't worry, sit down, just relax. <laughs> So when we don't acknowledge that this is how we are, then there's nothing to do. But the Bible says that Jesus comes to take away the sin. So there is sin. Yeah, there is sin. And it is not judgment for you to look and say, I've done wrong. Please, so the disturbance is a lot. Everybody just sit down, just sit down. I don't know what's going on there. Just leave me, sit down. Just sit down. Are you there? Powerful. Let's look at another scripture. First Peter chapter 1. I'm going to read verses 18 and 19, but I'm going to use a simpler version of the Bible, the Bible in basic English. It says that being conscious, okay, should we read it in King James first? Sometimes King James English is just nice, though it's difficult. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold from your vain behavior or conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Let me read it in simple English. Being conscious that you have been made free from that foolish way of life, <laughs> which was your heritage from your fathers, not through a payment of things like silver or gold, which come to destruction, but through holy blood, like that of a clean and unmarked lamb, even the blood of Christ. Are you seeing it there? Yeah, even the blood. So the thing that removes us from sin is not something that somebody is paying money for, but it is the blood of Jesus Christ. And many people are aware of some sp supernatural things. They are aware of what? If you say angels, oh, I believe. If you say another something, people say that God is powerful, but there's also power in the blood of Jesus. And so today we are looking a little closer at that. And my prayer is that you will then have a transformed mind that the blood of Jesus actually does cleanse me that the blood of Jesus has actually brought me free, that because of the blood of Jesus, even if I see the devil feeling I, I should not fear. Uh -huh. Are you there? Sometimes you are watching, it's a human being, but the, the behavior is so devilish. And then you are running away in fear, but you have a power that is greater than that one. Somebody say amen. Powerful. And that's why we're looking a little closer at the blood of Jesus to just get a little more of understanding what does this blood do? 
Hallelujah. One of the things that will help us is also to compare it a bit to what blood does in the body as far as we are able, okay? And it will help us to see a little further. So the first thing I want to tell you about the blood of Jesus is that it doesn't expire. It doesn't expire. If you've ever been in the hospital before and they have to take blood or they have to go and get some blood to transfuse you, you'll see that it is possible for blood to be there. They'll tell you there's no blood. And sometimes it's because what is there, it has expired. They can't use it on you anymore. So it may look like blood, but it has expired. But I thank God that the blood of Jesus, even though it was shed 2019 years ago, it has not expired. And that it is still active. What God said that it does, it still does it. Hallelujah. Sometimes we even sing it, but as we are singing, you know, Africans, we like music. And we can sing a whole song from beginning to end. We can sing all the words, but we have not thought about it. Oh, it reaches to the highest mountain, and it flows to the lowest valley. The blood that keeps me strength from day to day, it will never lose its power. Ah, you see, you see, you know the word too, and you like the song. It said that the blood reaches what the highest mountain. So even if you are looking at an issue in your life like a mountain. But you are the same one who comes to say, Mommy, I don't know. I have this problem. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to. It's so high for me. Ah. It reaches to the highest mountain. Are you there? There's some of you. Eh, things are so bad. These days, we have as many believers sending us texts that they want to commit suicide as unbelievers. Oh, yeah. It's true. It's true. And many times it is of an issue. But then I thought we were singing, and it flows to the lowest valley. So, yes, you are in the valley. Hey. The way you are quiet on me this afternoon, I'm not so sure whether you are there. Or you don't know the song. Then we continue, we say, The blood, the blood that gives me strength. From day to day, it will never lose its power. That's why I said it doesn't expire. It's another way of saying it will never lose its power. Amen. For it reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley the blood that gives me strength from day to day it will never lose so how come last night when you woke up and you were afraid, you ran out of the room and said, Ajay! 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 
Hey, you are very quiet. Oh. There are so many nights when the Holy Ghost wakes me up. And as I wake up, it's 2 o'clock in the morning, 2.30 in the morning. And then I see, Mommy, I'm afraid. I just had a dream. In the dream, Caterpillar was chasing me. I was running. And when I ran, I went to meet, what? Anaconda. And after that, I saw some elephants. Are you there? Hello? The blood that gives me strength from, from day, day to day, day it will never lose its power. It doesn't expire. I said it doesn't expire. Hallelujah. So if you got born again based on the blood of Jesus, and if you gave your life to Christ based on the blood of Jesus, that's the sacrifice. Or you came that you are coming to pour your own. I said, I come to pour your own. Ask your neighbor that. I, did I not see you running away from a needle the last time? Just a needle. You were running away. Just a needle. I know some health personnel. I won't mention their names. Who are here. Come on, needle. Come on, needle. You should see them shivering. But when they are going to inject you, you should see them giving you scripture. Ah, why? Why are you shaking like that? Be still. Sit down. But when it is there, they even see the needle. Ask your neighbor that I mention your name. Put your hands together for wow. Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's go to number two. The blood carries life. Oh, yes. The blood carries life. In John chapter 6 and verse 53, Jesus said something remarkable. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Blood brings life. And if you have ever... So that, that's why people are transfused with blood. They give them blood. Because the person was dying. But when the blood comes, the person comes alive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because the life of the flesh is in the blood. Amen. That's Leviticus 17, 11. It's in the blood. Amen. And so in the same way, that supernatural blood of Jesus Christ has brought life to us. Amen? And that's why you shouldn't allow somebody to convince you that your situation is hopeless. I meet too many believers without hope. And I wonder, where is your hope? Where is your hope? Why, why, why have you lost it? The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Are you there? Hey. You see, if the blood stops flowing in a place, that's why people get stroke. It's blood that has stopped flowing to somewhere. Yeah. And so once you believe that the blood of Jesus is there for you, it has not stopped. It hasn't stopped. There are whole areas of the world that have not heard about Jesus. In other words, there's no blood flowing there. When a person passes away, that's it oh. Abu Zam Jim Street. Yeah. Amen? And that's why for us, our heroes are those who go and get trained and then go out on the mission field. They are, they are our heroes. That you go somewhere and you go and talk about Jesus there. Hey, ask your neighbor, you, as you are sitting there, why haven't you gone? 
today. Yeah. Because the blood of Jesus has stopped flowing. But let me also talk about... <laughs> okay, yes, I know you are in school. Okay, so finish school and go. <laughs> Hallelujah. But it is not only that. There are people every day who try to stop the blood of Jesus from flowing in places. Every day. When you have a school that says that from today, only this church will be in this place. Only this religion. Actually, you are an agent of the devil. You have stopped the blood of Jesus from flowing. When you are in a place where they say, here, you can't read the Bible here anymore. You have stopped the blood of Jesus from flowing in that place. Oh, it is true. And you will pay for it. You can see the Americans are paying for it. They threw the Bible out how long ago? And they are paying for it every day. Every day. They'll call it judgment. It's not judgment. It's just logic. Common sense. So if common sense is judgment, so be it. Are you there? And we are following suit as if we can't see. We have schools today. SU was an institution in schools. Yes, it was an institution. Every school had an, an SU, regardless of where the school was. And we have whole churches today. There are pastors from, from one were in the SU. But we have schools today that have thrown the SU out. Yeah. Stopping the blood of Jesus. And you will have, it is not, it is not people from other religions, so, so-called Christians. Yeah. Yeah. So-called Christians. And they are the ones who are saying so-called chaplains. Yeah. Oh, but can't everybody go to one church? You are an idiot. If Jesus wanted us all in one church, you'd have had one disciple. He had 12. Do you think... Yeah. Do you think Simon Peter's church resembled John's church? John was a complete male. Cool. Sober. Sober. His soberness is what brought us what we know about salvation. His soberness. His soberness was what brought us that we should be born again. His soberness was the writing down almost verbatim. When Jesus spoke about the Holy Spirit, it's John who gave us an understanding more than anybody else of who the Holy Ghost was. But Peter was also there. And Peter was a man of passion. Hey! Feelings! Yeah! So those of us who are in this world who like feelings, that's where we'll be comfortable. And those who are the deep thinkers, they would have liked John's church. And now you are insisting that we should all go to one place. Eh, if we don't go to one place, it means that we are not one. Look at your body. Even your two legs are not the same. You didn't know. Your two legs. Your feet are not the same. That's why when you went to buy the shoe, you tried it in the shop. And when you came home, you said that it was tight. It's because your left foot is a little bigger than your right. And you didn't know you tried the shoe with your right foot. Even your own feet, your own body doesn't have the same members. The Bible says, is the whole body an eye? If it were an eye, where is the sense of hearing? If it were an ear, where is the sense of smell? So you can't come and tell me that just because I'm going to a certain school, you are going to determine where I worship or how I worship. Ah, you came here, you didn't like these people who were dancing. Today, what was the song they were dancing on? 
do the work, do the work. And you are saying that, oh, I will do the work, but I don't like this dancing. I beg you, just a few meters from here, there's a church where they don't do the work, do the work. It's not a problem at all. Can it, how can it be a problem? Those who don't like dancing, there's a church. There's a church near my house. They don't like drums. They don't like piano. Yeah. By the way, when you hear the singing, it's beautiful. Yeah. I was once at a program where of that church. It was a funeral, so I had to be there. And the music was, it was two men. I said, man, harmony be what? As for us, we use the music to come on the harmony. That is not... how they have chosen to worship so if you don't like Dennis piano you don't like these drums that will come there is one no piano no drums and, and by the way because of that they know the words hey, when they are singing you people if the people do lasse lasse and don't bring the words pay you can't sing why are you looking at me like that is it not true what am I saying? What am I? I'm saying that in the same way as my feet don't fight with my hand over the body. It's one body. Different members. There's peace. So also the church. Yeah. So when you get to an institution, there are different kinds of churches there. Yeah, and that's it. That's it. The body of Christ must flow. Yeah. The blood must flow. And everybody should worship him as they see fit. Hey. If you have grown up in a church that is quiet eh? and you come to our churches, honestly, you have a headache. You have a serious headache. So, find a peaceful one. It's not a, can it be a problem? So, please, turn to your neighbor and say, I noticed you were frowning when some people were dancing. Please, that's what we do here. That's how we do it. Anyway, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the blood brings life. Now I want to talk about one other aspect of that life. You see, when you are an unbeliever, you can easily have fallen into situations that remove your dreams from you. Remove your dreams from you. Are you there? Removes your dreams from you. You know, I noticed that we have a lot of young people with us. You should even have continued school. You stopped. And you stop because of where you were, who was with you, no money, this and that. You will find that as you give your life to Christ, if you will allow him, life begins to come back into other areas of your life. So suddenly, ah, no, I have to go back to school. Yeah, suddenly, oh no, let me go and I, I, I should do something with my life. Suddenly, a life comes back into you. I don't just want to be there. Then I was born one, two, three, four children by one, two, three, four, five different men. Yeah. Suddenly life begins to come back. Yeah. That's why you see that if your issue was that you were drunkard, after Jesus comes into your life, after saving you, suddenly you begin to see that ah, some life has entered you. I, I don't want to live this drunkard's life again. And then be, you see that from that place, he begins to put you together and make something out of you. It's because of the life that is in the blood. 
Are you there? The life that is in the blood. If you see somebody who has a heart problem, well, that means the blood is not going through. You can see that one of the main characteristics is weakness. This is very weak. Go from here to here. But when the thing is corrected and the blood starts to move, suddenly you see that ah, I can walk from here to there. So suddenly the person is no longer thinking, how am I going to survive through today? No. The person is now, hey, I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. Let me go and get about it and do it. And that is also an effect of the presence of the blood of Jesus in a life. Hallelujah. I remember before I gave my life to Jesus Christ, I used to think that at least in Ghana, marriage was one of those things. I said that, oh, Ghana man, the other thing called faithfulness, he doesn't have some. So, I should marry, I'll marry, because I don't want to have children with different names, different hair. But when I finish, he can do what he likes. One, two, three children. Yeah, he should just do what he likes. Are you there? Yeah, it, it was, my father was not like that. But for some reason, that was my mind. Maybe because I had a lot of male friends. <laughs> yeah. Because the course, you know. The course gave me a lot of male friends for many years. Are you there? I just felt that, oh, RJ, yeah, you just, you marry. So that's, ah, these 14 children with 16 fathers is too difficult. Mm-hmm. So because of that, you know, you better worry. So that all the children, if the surname is Al-Hassan, it's Al-Hassan, Al-Hassan, Al-Hassan. But when we are done, Oh, but when I got born again and the blood of Jesus began to work in my life, I began to say that ah, marriage, crowd, God created it. How did He create it? Adam and Eve. I never saw Adam and Steve. And I also never saw Adam, Eve, Adelaide, Adam and Sarah. No. So my mind began to be renewed. And I began to think that, ah, okay. So what I need to do is that I need to see that there's a Christian brother who also respects the word of God like that. And that's all. It had renewed my mind. It had renewed my mind. Life had entered into a part of my life that was not correct. And as I'm preaching this afternoon, I'm hoping that life is entering into some part of your life that maybe was not as it ought to be. Hallelujah. That the blood of Jesus, you are reminded that it is entering there. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Now another thing about the blood. The blood helps us to overcome a lot of things. A lot of things. If there's blood running in you, that's the reason why you don't fall sick all the time. As you have come to church this morning, you're going to shake hands with people. You're going to hug people. You're going to, you know, all the hands are not clean. Tell your neighbor, including yours. And tell your neighbor again, including mine. That's why when you go to wash the hands, you see some of you know that you go and put the hands in food. Oh, it's true. (laughs) But if you were to wash them, you would actually see that the water is dirty. One of them, before he shook your hand, he was. <laughs> and on top of that, when you shook hands with the person today, you went there and did. <laughs> oh, 
Eventually, you should be falling sick. One before they shook you, they shook you, not knowing that their nose. So they use the handkerchief. The hands, the gems are on it. But the reason why you are not just lying down sick is because your blood has things in it that fight back. Amen. The best example I can think about is the almighty mosquito. If you happen to live in our side of the world, the body builds up real resistance. Real. Real. So the reason why you don't have malaria, the reason why you don't have malaria today is not because there are no parasites in your blood. I beg you. I beg you. I beg you. Every single one of us, if we take a sample, they are there. They are there. They are there. They are swimming in your blood, going everywhere. But the reason why you don't have malaria is because you're healthy. Your blood is working. It has things to fight them. It is waiting for something else to happen. Like you fall sick, something, something, something that breaks your defenses. That's when malaria overtakes you. Because in the blood... There are things that help you to overcome many things. And so also the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus makes you immune to so many things. Including the witch that is next door in the village. <laughs> Look, push your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's your last time, have you heard? It's your last time coming to give these stories about your grandfather's, mother's, uncle's, brother's, father. No, you see, we are laughing about a very serious thing. Because this is the point upon which a lot of homes have been devastated by false prophets. People have gone with their story to go and see somebody. My this, my that, my that. Then they say, oh, it is your mother. It is your father. It is your sister. Ah, you are saying, hey, like you are not in Ghana. What I'm saying, is it true or it's not true? It's your grandmother. They are the ones doing you. Maybe they are able to do you because you are not a proper Christian. But if you are a proper Christian, over whom the blood of Jesus has poured, a Christian, saved, sanctified, forgiven every day because of the blood, swimming under that blood, there is no, nothing they can say. I am not saying that there is no evil. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you have no business being afraid of it. That's number one. Number two, most of the accusations about the home are just accusations. There's no truth in most of it. Hey, my mother is a witch. Your mother is a witch. And that she didn't chew you when you were fully dependent on her. Is now she's going to chew. Now that your bones are hard. You have forgotten you were totally dependent on her for many years of your life. She should have finished you then. But today, because age brings a squeezed face. <laughs> yeah. Because age brings weakness. Now you say, have you not noticed that all the witches are so supposedly female, supposedly old? You'll be surprised. The Bible says the devil comes as an angel of light. He's using that young one, not the old one. Yeah. But the point, um, yeah. And you see that it is something the devil has used to devastate families. Because as a mother, when you are there, then they come and tell you that you are the witch. You can't believe it. 
You can't believe it. And home after home, broken like that. Broken like that. And those people never stop. They never stop. Their problems continue. Then they come back and say, Hey, Sana, my mother and my sister were, uh, they had <laughs> come together. So, against mother, against sister. Are you in the house or you have traveled? And the reason is because you don't know the value of the blood of Jesus. You don't know the value. As far as I am concerned, if the blood of Jesus is working, they can't do what they want to do. I like to tell this story. I'm sure you've heard it before, but I'll tell it again. There are always new people. When my father-in-law passed away, there were a lot of meetings. As they, You know that we will milk the situation for everything that it is worth. So there are a lot of family meetings. <laughs> and my sister-in-law, I have only one real, I mean, my husband has just one sister. She used to have to go for these meetings. One day when she was going to go for the meeting, then she said, she's a, she's a very powerful Christian, she said, today be today. And we said, oh, why? He said, hmm. every time that we go for the meeting, it will come to a certain point in the meeting when one of the relatives who is into these fetish things, she'll get up. Are you in the house? Then she will come. So let's say they are sitting like this, okay? And you know how when you keep going for meetings, you end up sitting in the same place. No, I think I like this side. <laughs> so at a certain point in the meeting, then the woman will get up. Dong 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 dong. Dong 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 dong. Then she will land in front of somebody. Then she'll tell you that. The spirit of the old man says that. It wants uh, chickens. So, <laughs> so when you are coming <laughs> for the funeral, you have to provide some ten chickens. Then they'll go. Then the next meeting, when they come, at a certain point in the meeting, the woman will start. Dong, 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 dong. Dong, 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 dong. <laughs> then she will land here. <laughs> then she'll say, ah, the spirit says, he wants a sheep. So all these are bills that she's piling for you during the... <laughs> so, <laughs> look, I'm telling you a true story. Not a care, a care, true story. So on this particular day, my sister, when she said today be today, the reason why she said it was that, according to how they were sitting, if the thing should come that day, it is her turn. And I said, hey, what are you going to do? She said that day, she said, if the woman makes a mistake, she will understand that power past power. <laughs> so they went to the meeting. And some of us, we like trouble. I was waiting to hear. Hey, what happened? So she came back. She was walking around. She said, ah. what happened? Then she said, oh, can I believe? I said, did the woman manifest? She said, oh, she manifested. I said, hey, what did you do? She said, can I believe that? When the woman did the... Remember, we reached... Okay, let's say she had done one, two, three. This is our next one. <laughs> so my sister-in-law is... Then she said, the woman did... Dung, 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 dung. Dung, 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 dung. And ask me where she stopped. Over the bar. <laughs> As you see, she could see something. 
that this is a believer who knows the blood of Jesus. If you make a mistake and you want to talk my matter, that demon that is working with you, it will be giving quit orders. Quit orders. Quit orders today. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> the blood of Jesus. Amen. We are ending. Oh yeah. Hallelujah. I just want to give you a, two or three scriptures to help you. Revelations chapter 12 and verse 11. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they loved not their lives unto death. Who is the him? The devil. The blood of Jesus gives us supernatural power over the devil. And James chapter 4 and verse 7 says, Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. My prayer is that you will remember that you have something precious in the blood of Jesus. From today, don't be afraid. From today, understand that the blood is fighting for you from today. That is why it's so precious when after all that is said and done on Sunday, we take the communion, reminding ourselves of what comes with the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you with me? I pray that you've understood it a little more and we will finish this series of next week. Stand to your feet. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You just want to spend a few minutes thanking God. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. That he shed that blood. It has not expired 2019 years after. It is still working. It is still the same. It is still active. It is still powerful. It is still strong. It's moving today, cleansing us, bringing us new life, dealing with things on our behalf. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank him for the blood. Oh, yes. Thank him, thank God for the blood. Jesus. Put it in your own key, please. Way back on Calvary, the blood that gives me strength from day to day, it will never lose its power. It reaches to the highest, for it reaches to the highest. Mountain and it flows to the lowest valley. The blood that gives me strength from day to day, it will never lose its power. 
as every head is bowed and every eye is closed this afternoon, you are here but you are not sure that this blood is working for you because maybe you have not had an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. And so I want to invite you to give him your life, to receive, to tell the Lord that you accept his sacrifice and that you receive the salvation that comes from it. If you are here this afternoon and you are not sure that if Jesus were to come tonight, you are not sure that you would also be there, be with him, I want to give you an opportunity to change it. The Bible says that that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. And so Jesus said, marvel not that I say to you, you must be born again. So yes, you have been in church all your life, but you must be born again. And so if you are here, you cannot say for sure that you are born again. You cannot say for sure that your, your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Then I want to invite you today to give your life to Jesus. And so as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here, you want to give your life to Jesus. Just lift up your right hand. We're going to pray together. God bless you. Just lift it up. God bless you. God bless you. If your hand is lifted up, let one of the ushers or one of the pastors help you. Just come. We're going to pray together in front. Just come. Separate yourself from those you came with. Just come forward. And you're coming to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Just come. The blood that gives me strength from day to day it will never lose its power for it reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley the blood that gives me strength standing in front, I want you to pray this prayer after me. Just lift up your right hand as a sign of surrender to Jesus and pray this prayer with me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior, and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me. Amen. Father, thank you for each one who's come to give their life to you. And even for that one, the congregation who didn't have the confidence to come, but who prayed from the heart. Father, may you be real to them. Let them experience the reality of the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. And may their lives from today be a new life in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Dr. Joy Felipe Bruce, and on Instagram and Twitter at FLIDRC. God richly bless you.